Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. When I went to undergrad, I went to the University of Colorado at Boulder, and that was kind of the local university for me, and it was an okay experience. I didn't love it. I transferred out my junior year and then decided I would rather get married than have a good education, so I transferred back and did end up graduating from the University of Colorado. But It was never something where I would look back at my college career and think, wow, that was just an amazing time, my mind expanding. Well, then my husband and I moved outside Charlottesville, Virginia, and the University of Virginia is here, or is kind of local to us, and it has at different times been ranked the number one best value university, the caliber of education for a public university, and the dollars, if you happen to live in state, is pretty phenomenal. So I hadn't really experienced this for myself, but there was a day in uh, Christmas season of 2015 that I did get to go to a workshop put on by one of the professors there, and it was such a beautiful experience. So one of my friends had been a student of this woman, and this woman was a poetry or an English major professor, English professor, I guess, and so she had us meet at a church was probably an Episcopal church in the country. It was very beautiful. And the pastor stood up and invited us to pray. And he said, first, we'll observe a moment of silence. And that's really not my tradition. I I do recognize that silence is important in prayer, but it always takes me aback when people practice it because I'm so used to just being on the go. So that was truly lovely. But After he had prayed a beautiful prayer of blessing over us, then the professor talked a little bit about what this season means and how it really is a time of entering into longing and waiting and hoping. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And one of the things that she had done is she had taken... um, different pieces of paper from, I don't remember if they were a journal or a book. And she said, let's do an erasure, which basically means you have a page of text and then you blot out all of the words that don't mean much to you. And you leave the words that you would like to um, keep as like a, a poem in itself. And so it helped that The journal page that she had was pretty evocative in terms of the use of the language. You know, it wasn't um, a Dr. Seuss book or something. There was actually material to work with. But she also had an entire box of random scraps and beautiful um, papers, feathers, just like this whole array of what felt like great richness of beauty. And so she said, okay, like you have something like an hour to create. And at that season of my life, my youngest would have been about two. And it was such a tremendous gift to say, here you are in this warm, protected space. And for an hour or two, you just get to create something that makes your heart happy. And from that array of materials, it was so beautiful to say, I like this color and I like this picture and I like this bit of three-dimensional texture. And as I look over this piece of paper, these are the words that are speaking to me. And 
So I created this collage and for a while I created collages <laughs> probably for several months actually going forward because it was so satisfying to me. And I would get out this whole collection of little pieces of paper and I would fit them together. And anyway, it was a, a different season in my life. But that sense of saying, now I have created this work of art um, was so beautiful. Okay, well, the upshot of that entire story was not just to reminisce about how beautiful I had a particular experience or even the grief that I felt over what could have been my college education. Oh, that would have been amazing to work with her instead of something like one of my college professors at Boulder who tried to convince us all that a Boulder bus schedule could be a poem. You know, internally, you're kind of like, um, no, no, I don't think that's true in any case. Um, the point is that we actually do get to find beauty wherever we are. And so, Lord Jesus, I thank you that you go before us and that you give us beauty. Lord, I think about that pastor that I never saw again and that professor that I just saw that one time, but for the space that they held for us for that morning. And Lord, I thank you that in our own way, we get to do that for the people around us. Lord, so I ask that for those of us who have margin and capacity in this season, that we would offer that holding space to those around us. And for those of us who are weary and holding on by our fingernails, I pray, Lord, that there would be people who offer us this space. Lord, I thank you that even if it feels like those people don't exist in our lives, that you, Jesus, say that you have a secret place and that we get to come to you, that you are the one, that the name of the Lord is a strong tower, the righteous run to it and are safe. And so thank you that we get to go and be held in your space. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Amen. So I will also mention, um, as I was going through some old documents, I came across both my erasure poem that I wrote that day, as well as um, 24 other poems. I did a series that Christmas Advent season where for 25 days I just wrote a poem a day about something and they weren't all related to Christmas but a surprising number of them were. Apparently I was very uh, Christmas minded that year and so I've compiled them into a very low-key formatted PDF and I will put the link for that in the show notes. So if you'd like to download it, it's just a freebie. It's just for fun because they made me glad. And if you like me, they might make you glad too. So, okay. Have a beautiful day with Jesus. Bye.